Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to me because I'm finally back healthier than I have been but and welcome <laughs> back to you all and it. Mandy and <laughs> I'm just so happy to be alive and back. I love how she's like welcome back to me. <laughs> I am back the land of the living. Oh thank goodness gracious. I know it's good to see you in good spirit. I know I've been really down and I've been like in person we're recording yeah. again mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, well, this is the second time we've seen each other. We saw each other the other night. Yes. When we had girls' night. Yes. And we had food and we did macrame. And uh, if you guys don't know what macrame is, it's pretty fun. It's French. Oh, is it? I, I don't know. know. I just guessed oh. by the way they say the word. Oh. Macrame. Macrame. Right? Yeah, sounds French. And then what you do is you use like this kind of ropey yarn stuff and you make yeah. stuff like I guess my friend Erin she said that when she was younger she made like purses out of it well it was funny when we were there so there's six of us yeah and a couple of people there said oh I told my mom we were doing this and my mom was like oh I used to do that yeah. and then one of our friends Remo was like I'm my mother I'm already turned into my mother <laughs> I'm too young for this <laughs> like, what is she barely 30 and she's yeah. like I'm already my mother fuck but, you know, it was so much fun. It was relaxing. <laughs> like, you know, I could I envision myself doing it while I'm watching a movie or something, you know? I would like people to envision you as you were doing it because you <laughs> were laying down. So we're all sitting up. Most of us are sitting on the floor with our macrame hooks, like the ends of our projects, because we were making hangers, plant hangers, and they're hooked onto something, a leg of a chair or whatever. Yeah. And... Miley, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I don't know. I think Katie said something about you. You feel you okay? Because yeah. you had laid down on your yeah. side. And I looked over past Shireen, you know, and just kind of across the living room at you. I'm like, okay. So I thought you were literally, you were like, yeah, I just got tired. I figured I would lay down. And I thought you were just like taking a rest. And then all of a sudden you were done with the first leg of the project. <laughs> and I'm like, you're still working on this laying down? Well, yeah. Well, because, you know, for the last three or so weeks, I've been sleeping. I and don't know, laying like, down. Like, yeah, laying down and sleeping for a good, like, I don't know, 15 to 16 hours a day. Wow. And after like two or three hours of anything, I get so exhausted. So I take frequent naps during the hours that I'm awake and we met you, at like six o'clock dad but <laughs> by 8 p.m I was so exhausted and then I was like but I still want to hang out with the girls I'm determined to finish this plant holder I'm determined to hang yeah. out with my girls it was so funny you're just <laughs> literally laying on your side doing this like knotting it's yeah. just it's a bunch of yarn and you make all these different yeah. style of knots and the number of pieces of yarn and the style of knot you do is going to you know, be your end result. And Miley's just like nodding away apparently over there. I'm just, I'm like, how are you doing this laying on one of your arms? Like, what's happening? I know. Well, well, where, where there's a will, there's a way. And I was determined my first hangout session in like, you know, three and a half weeks or something. Yeah. So it was good. I was, I was, I was crashed though, but I had so much fun with the girls. You seem to low on energy when we first met up yeah. on the drive up and like I remember looking at you you were driving and I was like 
is she going to be able to make it there? I know. I was nervous, too. <laughs> That's why I was conserving energy. I was like, I'm not going to talk. And every time I talk, I was coughing. Yeah. So I was trying not to talk at all. I was like, I'd rather be there in person not talking than to not be there at all. <laughs> but, I mean, by the end of the night, your it seemed like your spirit had, like, you got a little bit of a second wind from yeah. all the people and just the energy maybe yeah. in the room. Yeah. Shireen was dying by, like, yeah. 9, 30, 10 o'clock. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You seemed like you got a little energy, which made me feel good. I was confident that you could drive home in your yeah. in that condition. I was a little worried. I was like, "How are you getting home?" Because you guys had had a couple glasses, which I'm sure you guys could have driven home because or, we were not yeah. big drinkers. Yeah, but I would have. I've been like, I purposely wasn't drinking because I wasn't feeling well on top of medications and all that. So yeah. I was like, I'm the safest one in terms of alcohol, but safest one in terms <laughs> of alertness and reaction time. Yeah. And and I was like, mm, not so sure. I told my hot pepper story to be exciting on the drive up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> like it kept me. It kept me alert. I liked it. You should tell our, our listeners about your hot pepper story. Yeah. So for anybody who's ever had shishito peppers, this is a Ah, shishito. yes. I was trying to tell somebody about your story and I was like, it's like hashido, hashimi, and I couldn't remember <laughs> what kind of peppers. It's shishito. And it, I've eaten them dozens of times. But whenever I get them at restaurants or buy the bag at Sprouts and cook them up myself, I never get a hot one. Like occasionally you get one that's almost medium like one that's a mm. little warm but I had gone to the Asian market by my house last week and just wandering through like I love looking at all the fun mushrooms and all the different stuff that they get in there and I mean like jackfruits um all sorts of fun like soursops and stuff you know depending on the season they just get all this really wild stuff that you don't see at the standard grocery stores so I was wandering through and I saw shishitos I'm like oh those are so easy and they're only a couple bucks like I'll take this and we'll heat them up because I was either going to make dumplings or sushi. So I'm like, this will be a little side dish for whenever I do that dinner. Decided to cook them up Saturday or Friday, whatever day. I don't know, someday last week. And cook them up. We're eating them uh, with like dumplings and other things, tofu that I had made. And all of a sudden I got one that was pretty hot. I was like, whoa, I just got a hot one, like like a four on a one to ten, right? Some serious warm. Well, oh, that was, that was pretty warm. Maybe... Ooh, okay. So I keep eating. I get another one that's really warm. I'm like, I have never had so many warm peppers. So we ate maybe half of them. I reheated them the next day for lunch. Maybe the third one that I ate, I bit into and it squirted all this juice into my mouth. Ooh. Like it was super juicy pepper. And I thought it was just temperature hot at first because it mm -hmm. was really warm, mm -hmm. really fast. And then I realized it was spicy. Ooh. Oh. And, and like, you know, when something's hot in your mouth and you take it, you inhale a breath to cool the food oh, yeah. down. And it also burns your nose hairs too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just temperature hot. So I was like, I sucked yeah. in a little bit to get a little uh, air and cool uh, it down. And it just spread the hot vapors around oh my, my goodness. <laughs> and my whole, I was like, oh, and like, I kind of started to cough a little bit and choke. So I yeah. immediately just spit the pepper out onto the plate that I had. Yeah. I was like, oh, just get this out of my mouth. Cause I don't want to start choking yeah. on hot pepper, nothing worse. So I immediately spit the food out and I'm like, holy shit, my mouth is on fire. Whoa, the corner of my mouth, like the outside edges of Ooh. the corners of my mouth and my skin around the corner of my mouth was burning. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I was drinking 
vegan milk, which doesn't have, I don't think, the properties <laughs> no. in it that help. I ate a whole slice of bread. I'm like, nothing is calming this down, and my skin's going bonkers. Ugh. I put an ice pack on my skin before I, for like 20 minutes before I finally realized I should look up and see what to do for yeah. pepper burns on the skin. And they said a baking soda water paste mm. uh, neutralizes the capsaicin. Oh, yeah. that yeah. A base and an acid together neutralizes? Exactly. Mm. So I did that, and I put some of this paste around the corners of my mouth, which... <laughs> Go I want to see the picture. Picture it. It's super attractive. Um, <laughs> so I had this white gooey, and it like basically melts once it gets on your face because oh, it's wow. warm. So I had this like white gooey stuff all around the corners <laughs> of my mouth. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. And then, so I recover, right? I recover. I no lasting damage. And I, the next day, sitting in the living room, I picked up a napkin that I had left sitting there on the table and dabbed at my eye. <gasps> this napkin apparently I had used to rub. I don't think I have the photo anymore. Sorry. Shit. Uh, I used this photo or this napkin to rub the corner, like a tear, like a wet spot on my eye. I mean, one second later, I'm like, oh my God, that pepper, that napkin had pepper juice on it. <laughs> it's haunting and I, like, you. run to the bathroom, rip out oh. my contact lens. Like, I <sighs> think I'm putting it in the contact holder, but I washed it down the drain, which was probably just the same. It was probably ruined given my, our Hawaii experience with yeah. this. I, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like running water. I'm just like throwing water at my eye, trying to rinse it. And I'm like, Mr. Boyfriend, Google if it's safe to put vinegar in your eye because vinegar is one of the other oh, things yeah. that they said would neutralize the pepper. So you could put vinegar on. Like if your hands get really fucked up from cutting a bunch of peppers raw, like you should wear gloves if you're going to mess around with hot peppers. And it, But if you don't, soak them in a little vinegar base for a couple minutes and it's fine. Uh, so I'm like, can I put vinegar in my eye? And he's like, I don't think you should do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and so... I'm like, but just go. Oh it. my gosh. <laughs> like my brain's not working. Yeah. My eye is on fire. But like vinegar is also so strong though. Like for me, when I smell vinegar, <laughs> my whole system is alert. So I'm like, I, I wouldn't know if you can put it in your eyeball or not because how I, desperate I was. Yeah. I mean, you can eat it. So I was like, can I put it in my eye? Yeah, but like I lose my breath when I eat vinegar. <laughs> like what if I lose an eyeball or an eyelash or something? Right. That's fair. So he was like Googling it and I'm like, oh, I'm like throwing things everywhere in the bathroom trying to hold one eye open because this one, I couldn't open my oh. left eye at all. Dude. And it's just like burning and tearing. So I grabbed this little bottle of eye drops that I'm just squirting it at my eye because I can't get my eye open to actually get them in there and like eventually some make its way I'm just squirting the bottle of eye drops oh. like hosing my eye down and I'm you like poor thing <laughs> that recovered faster than my mouth after eating I was, the pepper I was thinking that you were gonna say like I'm gonna grab some of the baking soda water paste and, <laughs> and like smother my eyeball with it but can you put baking no. soda in your <laughs> so that one I knew not to do because it's so gritty that would yeah, that would yeah, fuck that's you up cool. But I put vinegar on a washcloth and I put it around the skin around the corner of my eye because my face was burning. And Ooh. so that calmed the skin down on the outside. It just didn't get close to my eye. And then it basically says to rinse your eye with saline or eye drops. Okay. And I was like, these little tiny bottles of eye drops are all I got. Not, so I'm like, yeah. every bottle I got. Oh. <laughs> It was wild. Whoa. So I'm not going to mess with shishito peppers for a minute. At least yeah. not the ones from the Asian store. So if you're looking. Well, you know, we are powerful beings. We have, <laughs> we, we are great with making and growing peppers. We the Asians. Yes. We the Asians. <laughs> if you're looking for hot shishitos <laughs> and you've been disappointed by the ones in the grocery store, find your local Asian market. I'm telling you. 
and uh, we know our spices. And, yeah, fuck around and find out. I actually, Ooh. because of your story, I actually want to go get some and make some because <laughs> I love spicy. So it was, it was, but now I'm afraid. I'm absolutely proud. That one that I bit and spit mm-hmm. out was the hottest food I've probably oh, ever wow. eaten. More than, have you ever had, um, what's the, I'm forgetting, um, the hottest wings that I had at oh. Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't, I don't know if I ever told you my story. Like afterwards I <sighs> ate like the 12 hottest wings in under six minutes and like I, I had oh, some no. sauce on my hand and after, you know, during the whole thing, like I'm crying Sweating, because it's so crying. spicy <laughs> and I wipe my cheek because I was wiping the tears from my eyes. Yeah. Thank goodness I didn't rub my eyeballs, but I rubbed my cheek and my cheek was burning for like hours afterwards. Yeah. And it turns red. Yeah. Like your skin is clearly yes. pissed. And so, oh my goodness. So like, it reminds me of that, That's but I can't I mean, remember the type of pepper habanero, habanero, mm. uh, Wings, yeah, yeah. Where, but I think shishito's got to be more spicy than habanero. Shishitos are, I mean, they're like jalapeno. Sometimes you get some; yeah. they just have some warmth, mm. and then occasionally you get a really hot one. But I've mm. never had a hot one like like I've never mm. eaten anything that made that outside yeah. of my skin burn. <laughs> like I've eaten things where I'm like, oh, my lips are. You know tingling. what I envision you is like you know when you're a little kid and you have your chat, your lips are super <laughs> chapped and you have like this red like one inch. I'm being dramatic, but like yeah. half an inch of redness all around your lips. I'm imagining your face like that. <laughs> That's how it felt. I was like, oh my god, my face. But I got up and looked in the mirror and I'm like it is red oh my god <laughs> it was like a little kid who's been chugging kool-aid and they tip the glass too far oh, and the yeah. whole outside corner yeah, yeah. of your mouth yeah. are all red it was like red Ooh. rings around the outside oh, of man. my corners of my mouth it was bonkers uh, I've never, never eaten anything that hot in my life oh well it, it I'm was, glad you survived I'm glad you're not burnt alive yeah I, was, I imagine <laughs> if you had swallowed it your insides would have been like can you imagine oh thank my goodness my stomach hurt from the little bit that, that I did, did swallow. Yeah, because like I'm sure there was some residual that f- made its way through your throat and down. Everything was esophagus. burning and I was like, oh my God, even my stomach mm. hurts. I mean, it wore me out. It was mm. 30 minutes of calming down my mouth and then my face. And Talk about <laughs> hell. <laughs> getting everything to stop being on fire. Oh. And then I, I threw the rest of the peppers away. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Fuck you. I Fuck love you. you. I love this. I love this. I don't even know. I don't think I ate anything else after that because I was just done. I sat on the couch. I just leaned over onto the couch and just passed out oh, in a nap for man. about 20 minutes until Mr. Boyfriend arrived back at my condo. And I was like, I was too tired to do anything after yeah. the incident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you're okay oh, and that you're good. But that's thanks. a great story that you have. Now. Oh my god, I'm done. With it attacked pepper you story. twice. <laughs> yes, it did. It got me twice. I go, did you throw that napkin away? He's like, yes, I threw it away. Like, oh, Think man. and wash your hands because it's evil. <laughs> it is. Oh man. But now I know vinegar gets rid of that sting. Yeah. Uh, and also the baking soda yeah, paste. I love also, it. both worked really, really quickly. Good. I mean, within a minute or two. Oh, thank goodness. And yeah. good information for our listeners. If you ever have burnt eyeballs or yeah. burnt mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Skin contact yeah, from yeah, peppers. Yeah. Put some vinegar yeah. or baking soda paste on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Any other updates in your life? Uh, you are going somewhere. Oh yeah. I'm going to Georgia in the morning. Mm-hmm. So next week I'll have a Georgia trip to talk about. Woo, woo, woo. Hopefully it's good and not drama filled. We'll be with Mr. Boyfriend's family. Yeah. I don't really know these people. You've never met them. This is the first time yeah. meeting Mr. Boyfriend. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, meeting Mr. Boyfriend. Mom 
mom. That's what I meant. Mr. Meeting Mr. Boyfriend's family. Boyfriend, mom. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so, family. Um, yes, meeting the family. So it's her, her husband, his sister, and her person. And then uh, the, her kid. And I think one of her kid's friends. And then maybe an aunt. Cool. So, oh, I hope, and you guys are going to be in like a cabin. It's called a cabin, a cabin but yeah. it's a four-bedroom house that yeah. sleeps 10. Sweet. I love it. So hot tub. I think there's a little creek or river out back. There's one day set up for sure. We're going out on a pontoon boat in a lake Ooh, that's fairly nearby. Okay. I'm kind of hoping we make it out to these waterfalls that were recommended by my friend Kelly Ooh, who wait. lives yeah. in Atlanta or just outside of Atlanta she's been to this town before in LJ so she said there's a great little hiking trip nearby has a big waterfall oh I can't so, wait please take pictures yes obviously I will for Love sure it. Love it. um that's I'm hoping we get to do that I don't really have anything else on the agenda they were talking Sometimes about it's nice not to have anything like go with the flow yeah they yeah. they weren't really big on like booking a bunch of stuff which was interestingly enough making Mr. Boyfriend nervous whereas oh. usually I'm the one who's like yeah. let's book things but I'm like I had said earlier when his mom was on speakerphone with us one day I said I don't really care if I do anything for me just getting out of town if I just sit down with my phone in my hand or a book like a book reading a book on my phone like if I have a book in my hand I'm fine yeah if there's a hammock and a book ooh, oh I'm my gosh. heaven I have a I, bottle of wine <laughs> I laid in a hammock for the first time in probably like 10 years when oh. I was in Fiji like I don't get to oh, yes. it's a treat to yes. lay in a hammock so that's a great idea I hope you make that happen because uh it's so nice yeah there's a porch I forgot swing, what a it hammock. was like to lay in a hammock there's also a hot tub out back ooh. so I can find lots of places to sit and read my books yeah and uh I'll be super happy I love it. I'm so excited. I hope you yeah. and Mr. Boyfriend have such a blast. Thanks. I got to crash one of your trips one of these days. I okay. need to. I like being the third wheel. Yeah. I, it's, it's a very, it's a good talent of mine. I'm very good at being. Honestly, it's a good, it's good for the couple too. Yeah. You think? Like, I guess not every trip is uh, third wheel friendly, but it's good for the couple. I think sometimes every to have an then. extra yeah, yeah. person there. Mm-hmm. Cause like. You know, you'll probably yeah. have your own room. It's not like you'll be like, can I sleep between you guys? <laughs> Actually. <laughs> She's like, hey, I got a bad dream. Uh, I, I show up with, with my teddy bear, my blankie in the middle of the night. And I'm like, mm, Mandy, Mr. your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm scared. Can I sleep between you guys? I'm lonely. Can I, someone <laughs> hold me? I heard thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a noise outside my window. <laughs> Like there was a noise in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, one of these yeah. times, because I didn't get to crash the Cedar Point. I know. I'm not crashing this Atlanta one. Um, my trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to do a trip to Mexico and do this big, huge, week-long scuba diving trip yeah, with uh, our girlfriend, Rima, but that got canceled. Yeah, and there's I, drama around I that. know. I know. What's it's, the drama? Do you have like a... Uh, well... What's it called? Um, uh, I'm not going to... Cliff gonna, Notes version? Yeah, Cliff Notes version. We trusted a business to plan our scuba trip and they were we gave them our money they were supposed to take our money and deposit and like actually arrange our plans for this like we were going to live on this boat this boat was going to take us to four or five different places in south of mexico and all of these exotic really hard to find places where you could scuba dive and um they never put my they never put my money towards the boat and uh, instead they used it for their personal medical expenses because they ended up having some medical issues and uh, so the boat company reached out to me last week or a week and a half ago and were like we never got your money so you your spots on the boat have been given away to other people and I was like fuck 
you know, but wow, you know, I mean, are they refunding you your money? No, I'm, I had to dispute with my bank. I haven't gotten my money yeah. back. I, I finally got a hold of the business owners that I trusted and uh, found out about the whole medical thing, which like I, I total, I mean, I work with people who have medical conditions all the time. I know what it's like when you're in a bind and you need money for medical expenses. It's just like, it's just, it sucks to be the person who lost, you know, so much yeah. money. And so they said that they would work on trying to get my money back. But I don't, so I just went ahead and filed a dispute with my bank. Yeah. So we'll see. But that's uh, the way to go. Cause yeah. like, I'm going to work on it. Isn't yeah. very promising. And you guys booked this so long ago. No, we booked it back in February, March. How long so. have they, how long have they spent your money and not recouped it thus far? Yeah. It's been that like, they didn't even t like, they didn't even have the courtesy to tell me, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm just like, I thought we were friends. I mean, maybe I'm just a too trusting of a person, but I disputed it. That's fine. And then my, our other good girlfriend, Katie, I had talked to her and her husband yeah. and our good friend, uh, Ash, they had gotten scuba certified last month. And I was like, when you guys go on a trip, let me know. And we planned a trip to Cozumel in September. So oh. we'll, we'll have that trip to look forward to. And you know, it's actually kind of good timing because this one for July, I'm just coming out of COVID. I don't have very much energy. I don't want to be out of who the country for a whole year, uh, for, a whole, for a whole week. Yeah. And so like, who knows about my lung capacity? So it kind of makes sense that, I mean, I'm thankful the like, timing wise, uh, I wasn't, I didn't yeah. want to be gone out of the country for a whole week after yeah. having COVID. And what if I have issues with the breathing underwater, like you said, so yeah. It's kind of, it, it's kind of good timing and I'm so exhausted, you yeah. know, so. you need a little recovery in this. Like, so it's kind of opposite here as most people, our summers is slow. Like yeah. our summer, summers here in Phoenix, we tend to slow down just a little bit because it's so hot. You can't do anything outside. There's not a lot of parties. There are no festivals. There aren't many events. Everything just kind of goes into, uh, I don't know. Like, hibernation yeah that's a good way to put it hibernation i was thinking like when you self-clean the oven and you just turn auto <laughs> self-cleaning yeah it's sort of like we've turned on the oven in phoenix and we're in a self-cleaning mode <laughs> so you can't really I like that i like you that. can't do anything with us right now <laughs> yeah so I like that. uh it's quieter here this is a time where you should take a little rest. time off yeah. and rest and not do a few things um so yeah yeah and i'm september super, will be great yeah it'll be great so I want to go. I don't want to come. I don't know if I want to go to Cozumel so much as Tulum, and you're going to be so close to Tulum. Oh, why don't you go to Tulum? Yeah, and meet up with us. I mean, we have an Airbnb, and it fits like 18 people. Oh wow! Yeah, so hang out with us for a couple of days. Yeah, or, yeah, whatever. You're welcome. She the did, more the merrier. Yeah, she did tell me I got the dates. I just need to confirm on my little. Yeah, see, Mister Boyfriend wants to come too. We have to both get our passports by then. That would be great motivation for you to do your passport. Hey, dear listener, in the saga of listening to me get my passport, which was longer, Miley getting her pilot's license or <laughs> me getting my passport? I wonder who's gonna get. Okay, okay, who's gonna what, who's gonna get theirs first? Like, are you gonna renew your passport first, or am I gonna get my private pilot's license first? Because yeah, do we have um, to actually receive it in the mail, or just follow through with the acts of just like the, all the things to get it, just to get it? Okay. Like, all, like if you like, have paper have confirmation get, that, like a receipt that you. Did I, it. I need receipts. Because on the day that I do my check ride, I find out right away if I pass or not. So then I get like a little piece of paper right away that says like, you've been temporarily like approved for your license or whatever. So like whoever gets that piece of paper first. When's your check ride? Well, I am in the process of finding two new instructors. Oh. 
I'm interviewing, interview. We're, we have a working relation. We have a working interview flight in the next couple of weeks with okay. each of them. And so they can see how I'm like as a student. I'll see how they're like, a, like an instructor. And are you going to do something scary to test them? No. Oh no. I hope not. <laughs> they're probably going to have me like try to practice some maneuvers. And since I haven't flown in three, four weeks, I'm going to be hella scared. But, uh, but I think once I find just a good do instructor, something, do something a little off, just not super scary. Just do something a little off to make sure they're not the type of instructor that'll exactly. yell at you. Right. And I told them, both of them about my traumatic history with being t- being yelled at and stuff Ugh. so i told them i'm really interviewing you to see how you can teach me because i'm the one that's tra- traumatized i'm the one with ptsd because sometimes i do some scary shit <laughs> i know and it's so, not even scary it's more like you just, just had learning a, you had a person yeah. who was not exactly a so i was just like oh my gosh uh but i think once i find a primary instructor i think i can totally do it in like four weeks Oh. from like four or five weeks of good, hard, you know, if I'm laser focused for four or five weeks, I can make it happen. Yeah. I'm going to get mine before you. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> well, this whole, I mean, being gone to Michigan was uh-huh. a long trip away. And then being back, I felt really crunched. Like I haven't had a date, like mm-hmm. to go to Tucson. I have yeah. to kind of carve out an yeah. entire day. You want to make a bet? Sure. <laughs> Yes. And then our listeners can <laughs> can uh, can see who who they bet on. Yeah, listeners, I'll put a poll up. Yeah, and then um, I don't know what do we what does the winner? I get? know what what does it, do we want to poll our our audience to see or well do you have a good? I'm really bad at bets, so yeah, I have no I idea. Gamble, so okay. not why don't we think about it and talk about what the the, the winner gets next okay. episode? I'm really thinking about going when I'm back from this Georgia trip the week of my birthday. Okay. Because I also still owe Ranger Varble a visit. Oh, right. Because yeah. you got to take him some vegan stuff. I was going to take him some treats yeah, for the next Yeah, for saving you and Mr. Boyfriend's life yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the Sonoran <laughs> Desert. Yeah, for the next people he rescues. Yes. I'm like, here's a giant thing of cashews <laughs> for your future rescues. Yeah. Thank you for those. Uh, and yeah, I was going to bake some treats up and Perfect. just spend a day, okay, like great. get some- yeah, yeah. Vegan food in Tucson. Just tell me home. when you're going to go. I want to visit my best friend Amber down there too. Maybe oh, okay. we can all go together or something. On a weekday? Yeah. I have to go when the passport office is open. Totally. Okay. I'll make it happen. Shireen kind of wanted to go too. So I think yeah. I'm leaning towards a Friday. Oh, perfect. Because Fridays are my days off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I well, work periodically, that- but not. I'm trying to cut down my amount of work. So I'm trying to not be such a workaholic. Well, now, so this is the reason I might have to go not on a Friday and before my birthday is because after my birthday, I will be checked in with the animals. And I'm not sure if I can leave the animals alone because oh. I'll be pet sitting. Right. I don't know if I can leave the animals alone unless well, I go in during the day. That will allow me to win the bet. So, But if I go during the day on a Friday, <laughs> I can always leave Mr. Boyfriend to keep an eye on the animals until I get home a couple hours later. Now that, sounds, that works too. I'm going to figure this but out. But I want to hang out with you, Mr. Boyfriend. Okay, you could come over after. Yeah, that works too. I'll be we'll in, talk details. Yeah, the South Phoenix area. So today, today, well, the whole month of July, we are celebrating both me and Mandy. Yes. And uh, and I I have been a um, an aspiring alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to learn more about alcoholic drinks. Aspiring wino. Yeah, and sure. so and and w- Mandy. And we'll talk a little bit about this once we start the episode. Certified wine. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for the month of July, we're going to be trying different uh, alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talking about them. We're so sip some libations. Yeah. So uh, every episode in the month of July will kind of hit on a different uh, wine area, I guess. So today we're going to be talking about Moscato because that's, that's my favorite my wine. My favorite. 
and not very many other people's favorites. <laughs> it's almost just like apple juice. <laughs> Might as well just get a bottle of apple juice. It's probably cheaper than a bottle of Moscato, but we'll talk about it because I yeah. picked uh, a couple different ones with different price ranges. But yes. that's what we're, and then we also have um, some popcorn today as well. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Yes, enjoy. All right. Okay. So today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about Moscato because that's my current favorite wine. Yes. Um, and it's because I'm a very sweet kind of whiny. No, I'm a very sweet kind of wino. That's, is that what you would call it? A wino? I'm a sweet wino. Um, sure. Yeah, you you enjoy, you, you haven't enjoyed a lot of wines. Yes. So you just gravitate towards things that are really easy on the palate. Yes. Okay, cool. Now, th- one of my favorite things about our series on wine is Mandy, in my eyes, is a connoisseur. Mm-hmm. She not only enjoys wine, but she also has certifications. Yeah. two, three? Just one, oh. uh, a level two. So I went to the WSCT Wine and Spirit Education Trust, and I took the level two course in uh, wine distinction, level two award in wines. Yeah, got it. And on your last level, you had taken the test and you finished it with a merit with merit with merit eighty four percent. The top of yeah, the yeah, you have yeah. to have, be from seventy to eighty four percent to get merit, and eighty five and above is with distinction. So I was one question oh, away from having distinction, sorry. but that's that's okay because I really, I was really surprised, honestly, that I did that well because I felt like, I don't know, I think I'm one of those people who underestimates maybe how much I know the material and I was working full time when I took the test and there was just a lot going on. So I was a little nervous that I hadn't retained as much as I wanted to or needed to to pass because if you have to take it, if you have to take it again or uh-huh. if you want to take it again, you have to pay. Oh. My first test was included in the course. Oh, okay. But to take it again, I would have had to pay okay. 150 bucks or so. Okay, so what's level one? Level one is more informational and talks a lot more about food pairings. Got it. With wines and talks real basics. Intro. Real basic. And then and it's then like level a fifty dollar course. Okay. It's and, really no. okay. Yeah. And then level two was level two is the, the book says looking behind the label. So this gotcha. is the reason I wanted to take. Uh huh. Uh, a course like this is to learn how to better read a wine label in a wine shop, a grocery store, online. Mm. I wanted to better understand the grape varietals that I was looking at. Because, I mean, obviously I've had grapes. Like, I've had varietals that I enjoy. I've enjoyed Zinfandels. I've had some not so good. I've had some good. I've had good, you know, p- some Pinot Noirs that I really liked and a lot of them that I thought were just so-so. And so I really wanted to learn how to read wine labels, understand the nuances and the characteristics that each varietal typically displays, mm-hmm. particularly relating to where it is grown in the world. Uh-huh. So uh, of the seven big wine regions, there are, each is sort of known for a grape or oh, certain yeah. grapes. That I remember grow. you telling me like while you were studying, like, oh, did you yeah. know like this kind of grape is only found in like this country or this area of the world. And yeah. I don't remember any of that, but I remember you telling me about how there's certain grapes that can only be found or are best grown yes. in certain parts of the world. Yeah, because of the climates, the valleys, areas around France, areas around Italy, depending on the ocean, the 
the breeze you get, uh, the slope, the, mm. whether it's north facing or south facing, it's going to depend. The grape you plant uh, there has to be sturdy enough to withstand a lot of sun, late mm-hmm. day sun, early sun. If it's a grape that prefers shade, clouds, oh. cooler climates, like a lot of grapes prefer a cooler climate. There's a lot of black, what what are known as red wines, grapes that are really hardy. So like oh. in Arizona, we grow a lot of Syrahs and Sangioveses and really sturdy black red grapes. Ooh, okay, okay. Because cool. they'll withstand the heat. Gotcha. But there's a lot of wine, like Pinot Noir is a red, um, red wine, black grape that does not tolerate really high heat. So you don't find that grown much here. Now, this is more, you know, your interest in this is both personal and professional though, right? Because yes, you have a personal interest because you enjoy, but you have a professional interest as well because... Because I hope my goal is to open up a store that, not quite a store, but uh, open up a space that is a dessert and... Uh, beverage spot. I'm calling it a destination dessertery. Oh. So somewhere you come to either enjoy cocktails, wine, beer, kombucha, spirits, mm-hmm. uh, along with dessert or by them either one individually. So oh. really just desserts yeah. and drinks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe I should call it D&D. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and I, since there's desserts, I mean, Moscato is a dessert wine. It it's not no, a dessert no. wine. <laughs> it's not a dessert wine. Uh, it is a sweet wine, though. Ah, okay. And so a lot of times people taste wines that are really fruity, and they confuse them with being sweet. Even uh-huh. so, you can get a lot of fruit on the tasting of the wine, and they'll say, "Oh, this is a sweet wine." Sweet wine refers to the amount of residual sugar left after the uh, grapes have fermented. Got it. So these are sweet wines. uh, um, With a high amount of sugar after fermentation. So you have to have sugar to make alcohol. Yes. Because that's what the yeast and the sugar, they get a little party going and they start making alcohol. Yeah. So if you have high sugar, like Zinfandel, California Mm -hmm. Zinfandels are known to be particularly high alcohol because the grape itself is grown for quite a while. High heat gets a lot of sugar. It just burns. It just the, the ah, okay. yeast run wild with it. Those wines tend to be like 14 to 14.1, oh, wow. 14.2%, okay. over 14% because they just have so much sugar in the grapes and the yeast just goes to town. And typically winemakers let it because okay. they don't want a sweet result. Got you. Um, you can kill the yeast and stop fermentation and stop that alcohol production, which happens in some other wines that we're not going to get into today. But um, there are some wines, uh, some sparkling wines that are made. So the Moscato wines that you brought today, Moscato wines are made from the Muscat. Grape? I was going to ask you what kind of grape Moscato is made from. Okay, yes. Muscat? Yeah, oh, is mus- that why it's called Moscato? Yes. Muscat. Muscato. Yes. Muscat. M-U-S-C-A-T. Ah. And uh, like they're, you know, used in these sweet flat wines like you have here, but a lot of them are used in bubbly wine. And I think you have a bubbly yeah. version okay. as well. So before we keep moving forward, sure. just so I can learn. Yeah. So if this is a sweet wine, what makes a dessert wine dessert wine? If not for the, I'm thinking it's called a dessert wine because it's really sweet. <laughs> dessert wines end up be are fortified. Fortified. What does fortified mean? Um, like port or sherry. They end up being fortified with an alcohol. Oh, so okay. like a brandy. Oh, okay. I've had a brandy before. So you've had brandy before. So imagine adding a high alcohol oh. liqueur like a brandy to a wine, uh, a wine that already has a lot of a lot of sugar and it, its own decent amount of alcohol in the wine, but they 
pour all this alcohol into it, like say the brandy uh-huh. or um, I'm drawing a blank at the like grappa. Got you. Okay. Grappa's like Italian moonshine. It's like oh, okay. super high alcohol. So they would pour something like that uh, into, uh, there's other different grapes that they use for sherries and ports, but they add that to the, when the winemaker is settled with the process, like settled where the sherry and the port, where they are right now, they fortify it and it kills the rest of the yeast. Oh. So it stops bringing up the alcohol percentage using the fermentation, but the alcohol added into it boost the alcohol so dessert wine that's more of a dessert wine got you and then what's the difference between like you said this was flat and then the third one that i brought is a bubbly what makes is there a i mean obviously the bubbly has bubbles in it yes i know that for sure but is there a benefit like what's the pro and con for like a flat versus a bubbly or is there i don't know i won't why would one want a bubbly over a flat so not necessarily Less burping. any pros. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like being gassy. Uh, so not really any specific pros or cons to flat or bubbly. It's really just preference. Oh, okay. Um, bubbly wines are obviously fermented in, they're usually tank fermentation for those types oh. of wines like Prosecco and Moscato bubbly wine, like Asti oh. Spumantis, Asti method. Um, tank fermentation, Asti method, that's like what you're going to find with those. Cool. So they're not, they're not aged in a traditional champagne method but they are aged to the point where carbonation starts to form from the fermentation process and they leave it in there got you yeah okay so today i brought three moscatos yes the first moscato is a barefoot oh and i guess we should do a full disclosure or conflict of interest we have no conflict of interest because (laughs) i just went to the grocery store and bought all of these we are not sponsored by any of these alcoholic beverages or companies but if any of these companies are listening we are always interested in sponsorship or collaboration so please reach out if you're interested inquiries at womankidin.com yes (laughs) and that's a that's called a (laughs) mid-roll ad read (laughs) Uh, but i brought three the first one that i brought is a barefoot label moscato i've had it a couple times before and it's okay it's not my favorite but it's still good and it's it ranges anywhere from like eight bucks to about twelve dollars okay my favorite which is the original moscato that actually i I sipped and realized that this is what I love. I like that she called it the original. The original for me because, you know, for a while I would go to these social networking events and like, you know, there's always alcohol and you don't want to be left out. So I'd always walk around with a random cup of alcohol that I was nursing and not barely sipping. You're like, can you give me water? Put a lemon in yeah. it, but no booze. <laughs> exactly. Make it look like booze. No yeah. booze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but then one day someone handed this to me at some kind of networking event and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I have found my alcohol beverage and uh, this is Stella Rosa Moscato it looks nice it's really pretty too one of the first things I noticed about this bottle is Uh that it has the DOCG so there's a tape up here on the neck Uh and it has this DOCG which means this came from Italy oh what yes so that is uh, a designation uh, labeling term for Italian wines and sometimes they are DOC and sometimes they are DOCG oh. and this tells you that it was grown in a controlled area Ooh. for this wine so quality in, control un- high control right unlike California we don't have in American like ter- we don't any outside of Europe we don't have 
restricted growing areas oh. for specific types of wine, but they do in Europe. So oh. they're kind of expand, you know, sometimes they expand and move the borders, but there are all, this part of the reason why I took this wine course, there are all these labeling terms. I'm like, what do they yeah. mean? So DOC is Denomination de Origin Controllata. So it's a controlled origin like it's a controlled space it has to come from within these parameters oh i like this italy so the g on the end is garantita which is just a little bit more controlled so imagine the united states Mm -hmm. is your doc and arizona is your docg so it's just a little more refined and it's Mm. the better area for the grapes to be grown Or it should be, it, I should say, it's it's an area where the grapes flourish better and they're, it's just more controlled. It's a more controlled, highly sought after area for that particular oh. grape. I've so, seen labels like that, but never looked at it. And I was just yes. like, oh, it's so fancy. So you'll either see <laughs> it never. like, yeah, you'll see it down the side like this. Wow. So it's even on bubbly, like the, um, the Prosecco at Costco. Oh. Is a DOC. Oh, okay. It cool. might be even a DOCG. But uh, so if you see that, you're like, oh, this grape was grown in an oh. area where it flourishes, it does well. Hopefully the winemakers did it justice with whatever choices they made once they yeah. pulled it, stomped it, aged it, et cetera. Oh. Um, so that's a good sign when you Ooh. see the yeah. DOC or the DOCG. And I like that it's called Stella Rosa and it's a pretty bottle. And yeah. I mean, I really love it. So it's, it's probably my favorite Moscato like label right now. The Stella Rosa is anywhere from... 15 to 22 dollars depending on where you get it and so and if you know you're getting one of those like sometimes I'm at a total wine and more and they're like if you buy six bottles of wine you get you know <laughs> five dollars off or whatever so <laughs> uh, but anyways and then my third bottle of Moscato is a pink Moscato Moscato comes in different flavors there's passion fruit and peach and tons of other different flavors of Moscato this one so that's when they're adding flavor to it oh, after the wine is done. Got you. Okay. So, the, but what's a pink? Is it just the same? What does pink mean? Is it just that they put food coloring in it to make it pink? It could be a number of things. Traditionally, pink wines are pink because they have either added some red wine ah. or they have. And so in red wines, when you get a red wine, the intensity of the color is based on how long they have pressed the skins and allowed that to be in contact with the wine. Got you. So rosé okay. wines are often made from red grapes. They just don't press the skins and let them contact oh. for very long, leaving you with those pretty pink, orange, oh, instead of like deep red. Yes. Oh, see, I didn't know any of this. But this wine does not have a DOC, a DOCG. It does say product of Italy. So but anyone can put a sticker that says, I mean, I can stick a product of Italy sticker on myself and say that I'm a product of that, Italy, that's right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it says it's bottled in Italy. Uh, it does have the cellar, the Italy, the Italian cellar, um, and it's imported somewhere by uh, Connecticut. Oh, okay. I will tell you that having been to Italy and tasted uh-huh. wine around Italy, went on a wine tour, uh, they don't add a lot of things to their wines traditionally. Although, so I looked at the back of the bottle to see if it told us what they added to it, what grapes might be participating in this particular oh, bottle. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It didn't say. So huh. honestly, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of anyone's. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, what is it? Oh, do you want to say the label? I don't know how to say it. It's a Marche- Marchese. Yeah, let's go Del- with that. Della Del Elsa, Moscato, Vino, Spumante, Dolce. It's pretty. I saw it. Yeah. I noticed it at Costco and I was like, yes. You know, um, Costco has a lot of decent stuff, so it's probably not bad. Yeah. I mean, I've had it before. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Either Costco or I got it at um, not Total Wine and More. BevMo. The, okay. I only get wine. Like, not the dollar store. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get my wine from Costco, Total Wine and More, 
or BevMo unless I'm in a bind and I'll go to Fry's or Walmart or like grocery store. But I, yeah. if, if I go to one of those grocery stores, I only stick to my trusted <sighs> labels like Stella Rosa. That was why I wanted to take this course and learn more about wine labels because I yeah. could go into a grocery store. Right. And like, not like there's bad wines at grocery stores. There's good wine. Like I think the ones I have for future episodes I got, I, so far I think they've all been purchased at Sprouts. Ah. Sprouts has a nice selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I got like a really nice Spanish red wine for you one, one time. Mm, yes, yes, you did. Yeah. I love Spanish reds. But yeah, so it says it's from Italy. We'll see how it goes. Awesome. Should we pull? Should we start with the barefoot? Yeah, I was say, should we pop a cork? Let's start with your least favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's cork. not my least favorite, but of the three, oh, actually, yeah, that's that's what you mean by least favorite. You're yeah. Right. Just today. <laughs> today. I mean, you never know. Maybe this bottle will change your mind and today yeah. it'll be a favorite. So yeah. we're pouring the barefoot Moscato. We don't want to pour it too much since we no. have quite a few here to yes. taste. It's a 20, uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> oh, usually it should. No? Barefoot That's Moscato. Weird. Sweet wine with delicious mouth-watering flavors of juicy peach and apricot. Hints of lemon and orange. Citrus complement a crisp, refreshing finish. Pair it with Asian cuisine, light desserts, fresh fruits, hmm. mild cheeses. Barefoot supports and wait supports the efforts of organizations that help America's be- beaches barefoot friendly. Oh, keeps the beaches barefoot friendly. <laughs> I was like, wait. So I have a wrong. question. Since this bottle is uh, twisty, not a uh, cork. Yeah. How long is it good for? As long as I keep it closed and in the refrigerator, is it okay? Or not forever. Uh, so once you open it, you typically want to consume a bottle of wine within a few days, unless you have a vacuum sealer that will cork the bottle and pull as much of the oxygen yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. Like it, basically, those systems pump in a little nitrogen, I believe, and they pull oh. out. So it forces the oxygen out and puts in the nitrogen, which stops the oxygen oxidization okay like anything else oxidizing avocados and bananas you know things start to spoil so it is made from grapes and it won't last forever i should probably invest in in a couple because it takes me like six months to get through one bottle of wine so (laughs) (laughs) um so (laughs) i do need that would probably be really good for me because i don't friends to help you (laughs) drink wine (laughs) well there's been some instances where i'll be at an event and i opened up a bottle of wine and i just drop it off at your refrigerator that has happened yeah she's like are you home i'm coming over she's like and i have wine i'm like come on (laughs) yeah because i'm like i don't i rarely drink And so I don't, I feel like such a waste to have this bottle of wine. That totally makes sense. But yeah, okay, vacuum, what? A vacuum sealer Yeah, there are are some vacuum sealers for wine and they're not, you can get some more less expensive ones and you can get some really expensive ones. Just shop around for something that's in your price range that's going to suit your needs. Like you don't need anything. So Amazon. (laughs) You don't need anything super, super fancy. Got you. Okay, noted. Thank you. But it will help preserve your wine and then you should always keep it in the fridge once you've opened it. Gotcha. I knew that. Okay. And I know that if you're going to use one of those like corky things to lean, like lean the bottle on its side, right? To keep the cork thingy. Moister. So moist. yeah, wines that have a cork in them. So screw top and cork, there's not a lot of difference in the end result in your wine. It's like a screw top doesn't mean you're getting a cheap wine. A cork mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're getting a better wine. If your wine has a cork, you should store it on its side. Yeah. Because that keeps the cork moist. Otherwise your cork will dry out and rot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's like you might break a cork easier trying to open oh. the wine. It's just not great. Yeah. Not okay. Good to you, know. You want the, it's going to breathe. Wines breathe through those corks. Mm. So 
if you have a wine that you want to keep around for a long time, if it's a well-balanced, structured wine, mm-hmm. and you want to keep it around a long time, be sure to store it on its side at a proper temperature, not move it around a lot. You don't want it in and out of different temperatures. That's all going to affect the long term. I like it. Cool. Uh, okay, so this is Barefoot Moscato. Barefoot Cheers. Moscato. Cheers. It, it has teeny bits of bubbles inside it, even though it's a flat wine. And it does smell like Moscato. I like it. Oh, yes, we should smell it first. And for the listener... um. This is basically translucent. Like, I can set my cup on my book here and read straight through the wine. Oh, that's a good point, too. So the intensity and color is very, very low, uh, and it's very pale. It's lemon, I guess, in color because it's mm. it's a pale mm. lemon color, not deep in color. And it smells fruity. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little stuffy today. <laughs> I get, like, pear, apple, get anything because i don't know how to smell fruits <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to smell fruit what does fruit <laughs> yeah it smells pear apple oh, okay. smells sweet light fruit to me um maybe maybe a little peachy how's it taste i like it not the answer i was looking for oh i don't know how to you know mm, okay mm. this isn't bad the aftertaste is good it is. Sometimes it's, I get like a bad taste after yeah. words, but this so is, this would probably give me a headache because it has more sugar than the wine I'm used to. Mm. Like if I was to sit outside, but this is like you could just sit in the pool, drink mm. this all okay. day, done, and okay. die of a headache. But <laughs> <laughs> but this is a pool sipper. Like it's real chill. It's not super expensive. It's sweet. It's really easy to drink, but it's not cloyingly sweet. Could this be a good wine to use to mix with other drinks and or like sangria or something? You could make a sangria. It's a little sweet for a sangria. Mm. Um, but if you added enough tart fruits, lemons yeah. and limes, maybe some peaches, Ooh, okay. add a good liqueur to kind of yeah. balance that out, dry it out a little bit. And then a bottle of Prosecco to bubble it up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you add like a certain amount of liqueur. You macerate your fruit in that Mm -hmm. overnight and then add your wines the next day. Mm -hmm. And then right before you're going to serve it, pour in a bottle of Prosecco. And Prosecco is pretty dry. Also an Italian bubbly. It's made from a Glera grape. Um, That will balance this out for sure. okay. How fun. Yeah, you'd probably really like it. I think I'd really like it because it has Moscato in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's Moscato and it's bubbly and it's fruit and I like it. Uh, But this is good. It has a nice little taste to it, I think. Like, I guess if there was nothing else, if it was between this and Bud Light, I'd go with this barefoot. Oh, yay. (laughs) That makes me happy. Okay, cool, cool. Sweet beans. Okay. Okay. Let's go to my favorite. Do you want to open this one? I will open. Yes, that's a great idea. They do. I, I don't. What do you pay for this bottle? This I got for 15 bucks. Okay. Not a cheap bottle. So even though it's Moscato, it's not cheap, people. It still takes grapes grown in a very specific region, as we've already mentioned. Aging, fermentation, takes all the same steps to make a less expensive bottle of wine. And, you know, the best wine is the wine that you like. It's kind of like anything else. If you've ever gotten into beer, if you've ever gotten into spicy food, 
it, when you get into sushi, when you get into mm. something new, there's sort of an introductory period. Like everybody eats California rolls when yep. they first start yeah, eating sushi. Yeah, it's an analogy. You know, you start you start baby steps and you eventually taste some of other people's things and you taste some of this and you taste some of that and you start ordering different things to mix it up a little bit. The same thing with wine. You know, you can start, start with the wines you really enjoy and maybe you're one of those people who just really enjoy something tannic and dry yeah. and just punches you in your all your little mouth feels. <laughs> but maybe you want something really super easy like a mascot start there and then move into some of the sweet or semi-sweet white wines and then move into you yeah. know maybe I'll up. move towards semi-sweet yeah move yeah. up move up the little ladder there so, so this one looks bubbly yeah as well the bubbles in this are bigger. noticeably bigger than the yeah. last bottle and you said you know transparent it's a lemony color mm-hmm. and Very similar in color you had read the label so let me see if I can read something that might it says semi-sweet and it is harvested from beautiful vineyards in northern I- Italy. A pear and apple. Serve chill. Uh, Do we have an alcohol percentage on there? Yeah, I was looking for it right now. Oh, the, the, you know, there's this. Uh, the first one we had here, the barefoot was a 9%. Oh, Which you wow. could tell you tasted it. It wasn't super alcoholy. Like oh, it didn't okay. burn. It wasn't strong. wasn't high alcohol. There's a scale on here that says uh, from one, which is dry, to sweet, which is a number 10. It's a number six. Okay. And, oh, it says, oh, this one's only five and a half percent. Really? Wow. So they must have added a fair amount of grape juice to this. That might be why I like it so much. (laughs) Yes. So so a lot of times, so if it's that low in alcohol, that is... (laughs) Hilarious. Um, it's also gluten free. Did you see that? Oh, our, oh, yeah. yeah. So not all wines would be gluten free. Ah. Important note in case you are somebody mm-hmm. who is into, yes. you know, who prefers to eat gluten free. With a sugar content this high and alcohol that low, I imagine they added a lot of grape juice to it. Oh, okay. To make it that sweet and to like the yeast were just like, okay, we're done. We've had our <laughs> fill. It, they've stopped fermenting. We're and good. and the barefoot was how much percentage? Nine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. But okay. nine is still very low for yeah. wine. Nine's on the low end of white wine. I don't know that I've ever seen a five and a half percent. That's hilarious. Wine before. What's the average for a white wine? Eleven to thirteen. Oh, okay. Thirteen's okay. on the high side. I would say eleven's. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Double digits. Yes. Cool. Yes. Okay. So this is a Stella Rosa. Yes, the Stella Rosa. Five and a half percent. Five and a half with it's a. It says right on the front a low alcohol grape yeah. wine. Okay. So this is cool. Cheers. Perfect for Miley. Mmm, <laughs> that's yes. nice. I like it. It's I definitely it. brighter, fruitier. It really makes my mouth water. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is your mouth really watering? Yeah, that's actually good oh, when yeah? you're drinking wine. I mean, it's a good sign that the acid is balancing the sweetness. Oh. So in the first one, I didn't get a lot of that. Yeah, you're this. right. Uh, my mouth was drier when I drank the first one. Yeah, even though that's a semi-sweet or sweet wine, um, it didn't make my mouth water. So you, in a balanced wine, you're going to want, even though you have all these fruit-forward notes of mm-hmm. peaches and mango and pineapple grapiness, you, if you balance it out with enough acid from the grape, then it's kind of a pleasant taste and you kind of want to keep tasting it versus just sweet, sweet, sweet like the barefoot was. Ah, this is a little more exciting to drink because yeah. it's a little more balanced. I can taste the apple in this. 
Yeah, you can. And it also, I can actually feel the bubbles in this one mm. on that first, when it first hit my mouth versus the I like other the one. way the bubbles make my tongue feel. Yeah, and I don't need the bubbles, but you can tell they're there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No wonder I love this so much. It's been a while since I've had this as well as just drink in general, but yeah. But I like this. It I've, has a nice mouth feel, like consistency wise. It's smooth. It's yeah. So I think a lot of, a lot of times uh, people who drink wines will talk about the way it feels milk, like skim milk, 2% whole milk. Mm. So this is a nice medium. I like kind it. Kind of right in the middle, not a real heavy body feel, but it's probably all the sugar that's giving us that, that <laughs> feel, that like weighted, sugar. like <laughs> imagine water versus apple juice versus orange juice with pulp, you know? Yeah. It's got a little bit of body to it. Mm. Yeah. I like, yay. Nice okay. Stuff. Cool. Okay. We, should we move on to the pink yes. sparkling one? Let's move on. Our you, last and third one. But you may need to because I have no idea how to open it. Okay, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what is happening. Like, what is going on? I know that there's some kind of wire. Yes. I assume there's a cork. <laughs> and I see foil. Yes. So there's a little oh, pull tab thank around you. sparkling uh-huh. wines. Hopefully you can locate that pretty easily. And then there's foil. You always want to pull the foil off just like you would any other wine. And then there's a cage that's holding that cork because these are under pressure. These are bottled under pressure. Ah. They're, you know, with the... But not all wines are have sparkling. a cage. Right. This is sparkling. So anything sparkling Has or, a cage mostly. Yeah. Most anything that's oh. um, sparkling, champagne, Prosecco, like anything sparkling that's been bubbled, basically. Okay. Anything with bubbles in it mm-hmm. is going to be in this shape of a bottle. Okay. And I was going to say, like, is there a specific reason why this bottle is a pear-shaped bottle versus you know a straight to help you differentiate that it's a sparkling wine got you are most sparkling wines pear-shaped like this yes oh i don't think i've ever seen one that's not oh okay um when you're opening these Uh i usually use a kitchen towel Uh hold the cork still and you Uh kind of point it away from everyone you hold the cork you hold the cork still and you turn the bottle oh i would not have done that there it goes I would not have done that. I would have tried to turn the, or twist the, um... Again, this is something I learned in my book. I love this. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, and it's so pretty. I like that it's pink. Oh, and uh, you can definitely see the bubbles. Yes. For sure. It, like, um, it bubbles up and then causes that foamy stuff. Is it called foam too? Is that called foam? Or not foam? Or Yeah, probably just a bit of like head foam bubbles. bubbles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, it's definitely bubbly. It's obviously a sparkling wine, whereas the other ones just had yeah. some residual bubbles. Uh, and it's got a nice... And all three of ours did not need a wine opener. No, no. I <laughs> Champagne, you should be able to open by hand if you, oh, you know, follow I didn't the know directions. That. I've never opened a bottle of champagne. I've always just asked somebody else to. Like these, sparkling wines. Ah, I see. That's I see. what I meant. Okay. This has a really orangey kind of color to it. Yeah, I thought it, it would be more pink, but it is orangey. Yeah, that's like. typical of... Less rose. transparency. Yeah. Rosé wines will either be orange, pink, pink. blush, somewhere yeah. in between. Mm-hmm. Um, just, again, I, I don't know how they made the color on this wine, so. Cheers. <laughs> I can't really speak to why it's the color it is. Ooh, when I smell it, I c- it doesn't smell sweet. Like the other ones, when I smelled it, I could smell that it was sweet. This one, I don't smell sweet. This one, I just. I almost smells smell. like wet stone. Oh. Does it almost smell like wet rocks? Yeah, could be. I'll go with that. It doesn't smell sweet fruit like like the others. Yeah, there's something a little bitter in there. It's fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And much okay. more bubbly. I totally can feel the bubbles. Mm-hmm. It's not very sweet. It's not obviously sweet. 
My mouth waters a little bit drinking this one. Not quite as much as the Stella Rosa. Uh-huh. There's something in here that I'm not sure what it is. Oh, let's read the label. It's okay. It doesn't give me anything. Yeah, it's pretty nondescript. There's nothing on here. So stay tuned to, um, just for the listener, I we have another episode coming out and I bought some white wines. And one of my white wines is basically the same way. I will rarely buy a bottle of any wine that doesn't say where it was made and what grapes are in it. Oh, so this is good information. Like, this is a good example of what not to buy. <laughs> it, it's Yeah, because you just don't know what you're yeah. getting. So if I don't know where it was grown and what grapes are in there, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't think so. Unless somebody bought it somewhere and I yeah. had it and I was like, this is perfect for whatever event I'm going to. This is this yeah. is the vibe. I'll get it. But it's pretty rare that I would pick up anything that I don't know who grew it, who yeah. made it, and what grapes are in there. I mean, it says Vino Spumante Dolce, and then it says imported by Saranti Imports, Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. Italian rosé, sparkling wine, product of Italy, contains sulfites. And sulfites occur. Those aren't anything to be scared of. A lot of people get weird about sulfites being in their wine. And it's an issue when they add a ton of sulfites to try to fix a flavor. Uh Like maybe some cheaper wines might Mm -hmm. do this, add a bunch of sulfites. Uh, But sulfites just occur. They're they're in wines. As long as they're not adding a ton of sulfite, you don't need to worry about the sulfites that occur in wine. Well, some people will say it gives you a headache, but that that's really just a misunderstanding of the wine. It's seven percent alcohol. Oh, definitely not sweet like the others. If I had been given this at a networking event or something, I'd be like, eh, it's not like the other wines where I'm like, I'd rather not even drink it. I would drink this and enjoy it a lot more than some of the other wines I've had. Yeah. If I was given this as a bubbly, I would take a sip and I'd go, Okay, and put it down (laughs) and never visit it again. So it's not uh, remarkable. It doesn't stand out. It doesn't. The flavors are a little too muddled. Yeah, I can't, I can't taste any. I I don't, I can't tell what I don't. I mean, my, my tongue is naive and, and, and amateur, but I can't even taste any fruit or anything. It's tropical. There's like almost like a hint of pineapple-y kind Mm. of flavors in there, but it's so mellow. Yeah. Like you kind of just taste the sweet. Yeah. And the bubbles. But even then, I don't even taste the sweet as much. Yeah, I guess. Not my I'm, kind of yeah, sweet. Yeah, I guess it's just like basically yeah. fruity, nondescript. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not a bottle I would buy again um, or try. Like I said, if it, if, if it was being passed around, I'd yeah. be like, oh, I'm good. I'm driving. <laughs> I'd go get I a vodka it. tonic. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with my original Stella Rosa. Yeah, I think the Stella Rosa was the clear winner of this bunch because, again, it was so well balanced. Even though it's like a wine I would not gravitate toward, (laughs) uh, like on my own, you know what I mean? There's usually something else that I would probably pick. Of these, I would definitely go with your choice. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's a nice semi-sweet wine. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And at 5%, drink it all day. And that's probably something I can sit by the pool next drink time it, I'm over at your place. Drink it all day and try to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like drinking beer. Yeah, probably. I drink beers that are higher. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, Most beers I'm picking up these days are somewhere between like 6 yeah. and 8%. So it's you funny. Know, Stella Rosa is actually a brand that I really like because it also has a red wine that's really good. I have no idea what kind of red wine it is. I, I just look for the... you got me that. Yeah. 
Cause I don't even know what it's called. I don't even know what type of wine it is. It's just the red bottle with the same label. So I, it's red wine, same label and I like it. And then Stella Rosa also makes a Roscato that is red that I like too. And then there's a Stella Rosa that just says black label. And I like that one too, but I have no idea what they are. I just like Stella Rosa. The black label sounds fancy. Yeah. AF. <laughs> Anything that says black label, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't even I don't even care what it is. Black label done. I'll take one of those for sure. I believe American Express <laughs> because they started with that, right? Did like they? the black, did, uh, they've had a black credit card forever. Oh. That's like the coveted credit card. It's you know, there's no spending limit. You have to be a celebrity with like oodles of cash or yes. someone super, super rich to have this thing. So like, I think black label, I think mm-hmm. Amex started mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and heads up Stella Rosa Black. I'm looking online. You can get it at Sam's Club for 10 bucks. Oh, Larry, I should probably be going to Sam's Club instead of Costco. What a deal. What a deal. Yeah. But yes. Okay. Yay. Thank you so much, Mandy, You're for welcome. being here as we do our Moscato tasting today. I had so much fun and I learned so much. Yes, that was that was fun tasting wines that I would not normally <laughs> gravitate towards. So Yay. I'm thankful for the opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to eat a piece of popcorn now. Yes, I brought popcorn for both of them because we are poppies. <laughs> we both love popcorn. Dude, we need to make a popcorn place called poppies. We should, huh? We should do a popcorn episode too. Oh, yes, please. Okay, we'll put it on our list. But in the meantime, we hope that you will uh, join us on all of our platforms and give us uh, an idea of what you think about Moscato. If you like it, don't like it. If you have recommendations or if you want to chime in and uh, contribute to our future episodes, because we will be talking about what's next. Uh, We're going to talk about white wine, white wine. We're going to talk about red wine. Yep. And, and then we're going to talk about ciders and, and sour beers. So uh, we're super excited that you're here with us. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, friends. Love you. Love you, too.